tonight you may have come here for many different reasons. Some of you may have come just because it's a cool thing to do. But I believe that there's many here tonight and you've come because you're in need of healing. Maybe it's healing of your heart, healing of your soul, healing of your thought life. Maybe you're here tonight and you know that there's an emptiness inside of your heart that you've tried to fill. But haven't been try- you, you haven't been able to find anything that can fill the void. Tonight, it's about Jesus. Tonight, the presence that you feel in this place right now, it's the presence of the Holy Spirit. And all the lights and all the stuff is all pretty cool, but tonight it's about Jesus. And he wants to touch your heart tonight. He wants to touch your life. Some of you here tonight, on the outside, you're looking really good. But on the inside, I know there's stuff that's eating away inside. Quite often, we're very good at putting up facades. We're pretty good at doing the things that we're accustomed to doing. But on the inside, things aren't right. Some of you here tonight are carrying the burden of sin on your shoulders. Tonight, friend, I want to tell you, man, you have come to the right place. Because there's only one person that can lift that burden off your life, and that is Jesus. He is here tonight. At the end of tonight's meeting, I'm going to give you an opportunity to invite him into your life. For maybe some of you, you, you may have walked with Jesus in, in the past, but you've walked away. Tonight, I want you to turn back to him. So, friend, I tell you, man, a life without Jesus is the most horrendous thing you could ever, ever experience. But, man, when you find Jesus, when he touches your life, when you... Allow him into your life to touch the parts of your soul. He can do the most amazing thing in your life. For some of you here tonight, man, you've been maybe you're facing discouragement or disappointment, or maybe your life is just up and down. Friend, there's a Bible, there's a man in the Bible named Joseph. He became one of the greatest leaders of his time. But to get But to to become one of the greatest leaders, he had to walk through a a lot of hardship. The Bible says that God never turned it for his good. The Bible says that God meant it for his good. There's a difference between turning something for a good and God meaning it for good. Sometimes God puts things in your way, puts little obstacles or gives you little things you've got to work out in life. Not just to annoy you or anything like that, but to grow you. To build something inside of your life. But one of the most, but you know, we can be the, the most gifted leader, but without Jesus Christ, without having the touch of Jesus Christ upon our lives, man, I, that's the most important thing that we can have is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Today I want to talk to you about a man, and uh, uh, you may not have the same condition as this man, but I believe. His condition will ring true in many of our hearts. One thing about Jesus is this. It doesn't matter how far you feel away from him. It doesn't matter how far you feel from him. It doesn't matter how how much you think you've messed up. The amazing thing about Jesus is this. He sees past our mistakes, but he also sees, uh, sees the mess that we can't hide from him. But he sees our future. He sees our potential. And tonight he's looking, he's in this place. His presence is here. He's looking inside of your life. 
And you can see the things right now that you're struggling with. doesn't matter whether you're a leader, whether this is the first time here. Friend, I'm going to tell you, God wants to touch your life tonight. Just as we're worshipping before, man, I just felt the presence of God upon me. And I know He wants to minister to you tonight. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you turn to uh, Luke chapter 4. No, don't turn to Luke chapter 4. Turn to Luke chapter 5. The same story is also told in Mark chapter 1, verse 40. But tonight, let's look in Mark, uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 12. This, this, this man, I don't, I don't know his name, but this man had one of the most horrendous diseases you could ever possibly have in this time. This man had a disease called leprosy. In verse 12, it says, when it happened, when he was in a certain, he was in a certain city. He, meaning Jesus, Jesus was in a certain city. Friend, I wonder if Hastings today is a certain city. That behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus and fell down on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him, and it charged him to tell no one. He said, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses had commanded. Father God, I pray that tonight, Lord, that you would come into our hearts. Father, every heart tonight that is hurting, every heart tonight that is broken, God, I pray that you will touch us tonight in Jesus' name. Friend, you've got to understand leprosy. Like I was saying before, there was, leprosy was a disease. It's like... I guess it could be a modern day AIDS. It's like that just the thought of somebody catching AIDS was just an horrendous thing. Why? Because there isn't, there isn't a cure for it. Back in those days, the days that we're talking about, when somebody caught leprosy, it was like having a death warrant signed upon your life. I mean, back then they didn't have uh, euthanasia. The only euthanasia that they did have was a sword. <laughs> I don't want to have died by a sword. They didn't have the medicine, and they didn't have the, the massive facilities, they didn't have the healthcare system that we have today. When someone caught leprosy, it was the most terrifying experience that somebody could ever have. The disease would attach to somebody's skin and and it'll just start off as a little spot and then start to eat away, slowly start to eat, slowly start to spread. And piece by piece, bit by bit, it would start to eat away at your flesh. And as it started to eat away into your flesh, it would spread into your nervous system and take away your capacity to feel. After it took away your capacity to feel, it would start to, ki- it, would start to it would kill off your nerve cells. Probably, I mean, it's the same thing. And your flesh would slowly start to die. And as it started to die, it would start to fall off. So people couldn't feel when they got burnt. So if you had leprosy in your, in your, in your hands, you could, if, if you touched something hot, you wouldn't feel it, but you would still be burnt. And put by bit, it would start to spread. And as it started to spread, it would start to dominate different parts of your body. Until it got to the point where it's so, it spread so far over your body and, and all these different bits of pieces will start to fall off your body. Maybe it was an ear, maybe it was a nose, maybe it was 
would start to spread across somebody's face or start to spread across somebody's arm or, or start to spread across somebody's limbs. And piece by piece, bit by bit, it would start to spread and start to increase. The other thing about leprosy was this, that it was a very contagious disease. If you had leprosy, you were required by law to ring a little bell and walk around saying, unclean, unclean, stay away, stay away. Could you imagine what it would feel like for you to one day be standing in the mirror, maybe you've just had a bath or whatever, you've noticed this little spot start to appear on your, on your shoulder. And it sort of started to concern you for a while, but, and after a while the spot started to grow. And there's something inside of your heart, inside of your mind started to think, this better not be leprosy. Because friends, if you were a leper, if you, can, if you caught this contagious disease, it meant not only a life of, your life was going to fall apart, literally, like bits would start to fall off. It would fall apart emotionally. It'd fall apart in every particular area. Your relationships would fall apart because no one wanted to catch this disease. That's why they had to ring this little bell and say, stay away from me, stay away from me. I'm unclean. If you come near me, if you touch me, or if I touch you, you'll catch this disease and maybe this disease will get upon you and start to rot your flesh as well. And so there was this fear that when somebody caught this disease, that all their dreams, can you imagine this man, the day that he discovered that he had leprosy, the day that he discovered that he got this flesh-eating disease, can you imagine what would have gone through his heart? Could you imagine the despair that would have come around him? Could you have imagined the, the feelings that would have overwhelmed him? I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't say how, how old the man was, but I assume that he was probably at an age where, I don't know, maybe he had just got married. And he had hopes and dreams of, of having a family and having a wife that would stand by him and love him and, and they could relate for the rest of their lives. That wasn't going to happen. Maybe he caught it as a young man. He had all these hopes and dreams and all these things. And he was going to be a great leader. He was going to have this and that and do this in life. And then he discovers that he's got this leprosy. And there is nothing that he can do about it. All he can look forward to is a life full of rejection, a life full of despair, a life that is literally falling apart. And I can imagine that, 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 the, that the day he discovered that he's got this leprosy, I bet you he would have tried. If I was him, I would have felt so ashamed. I would have felt so terrified. I'd start to cover that thing up. I would have done as much as I could to cover that spot of leprosy up. Because the moment somebody knew that I had that leprosy, I was as good as dead. I was as good as shown. So I'm sure for a while he could hide this disease. Maybe he would buy some nice clothes and, or maybe he had to wear high socks or something like that just to hide the, hide the sore. But it could only go on for so long. He could only hide for such a period of time before it started to spread. So like I said, somebody had leprosy, they were shunned from society. They faced rejection, they faced loneliness. They, as far as feeling the touch of a person, it was gone. Do you know touch is one of the most important sensations a person can have? 
That is the first sensation that we have when we come out of a, out of a womb. Not that I can remember it, Mum. But touch is the first thing. Touch is the first sensation that you and I feel. And it's also the last sensation you and I feel. Touch is very, very important. People like to be touched. I like to be touched. Sometimes I don't like to be touched. But most of the time, we need touch. So here's a man. That's what he could look forward to for the rest of his His future was hopeless. The Bible says one day he heard that Jesus was in town. I wonder what he heard. I wonder what he heard about Jesus. That Jesus was in a man. He was maybe in a flash building with lights of coloured lights and great sound system and great music. He heard that Jesus was in town. He heard that there was a possibility that this. I'd heard about this place. I'd heard about this man. I'd heard about some miracles. I, I mean, I, I, I've heard of some people that got near him or touched him or did this. And he, I don't know what he did, but he just made them all better. He made them whole again. Can you imagine if you're in a state where you are full of leprosy? If you got to a place, if you heard that there was a rumor, if you heard that there was a place or a man that could heal you, I tell you that there was something inside of you would rise up. Something inside of you would say, I need, take me to that place. Take me to this man. I don't care what it takes. But you can imagine the, the fear that could have gone in this, because he had leprosy, it was so contagious. Uh, he had to get to the man, but he couldn't touch the man. He, 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 so I guess he would have been in a predicament, well, how am I going to work this out? So one day he hears Jesus walk into town. And he sees this man, he sees him walking down the street. He sees Jesus and there's something inside of him. His heart starts to race and thinks, he starts to think, is there, is this my day? Could this be my day that I'm made clean? Could this be my day that my life changes? What's there if I go up to him and he, he tells me to go away? I don't think I could face any more rejection. I don't think I could face rejection from this man. But yet, I know he's probably the only hope that I've got. Shall I do it? Shall I not? Shall I do it? Shall I not? And he's probably hiding in this city. Jesus has probably got a crowd of people around him, and he knows he's going to have to take a risk. He's caught between a rock and a hard place. Friend, tonight, you may not be here tonight. You may be here tonight and not literally have leprosy in your, in your body. But friend, I know that there's many people here tonight and you've got leprosy in your heart. Maybe it's just a spot on your skin right now. Maybe it's start to, started to grow a little bit further. Maybe you've had to acquire some clothes to cover that bit of shame up. You know, this leprosy is a result of sin. That leprosy that you may feel in your heart tonight, that is a result of sin. See, the thing about leprosy and sin is this. They both do the same thing. They both separate and they both, and they both make you unrighteous. 
They make you unholy. They make you unacceptable. The Bible says that, uh, I said, leprosy came as a result of sin. So tonight, people here, I know you've got something inside of your heart that it's eating away at you. You're ashamed of it. You're trying to hide it. But friend, I want to tell you tonight, Jesus is in this place right now. Tonight, he can heal you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 19, it says, because of one man's sin, sin entered into the world. The Bible says that all of us are born into sin. All of us are sinners. So all of us have this disease that comes around us and starts to nibble away at our conscience, starts us to nibble away at our lives. See, the thing is this, sin separates us from God. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. When somebody sins, something dies. So sin has separated people from God just because, just in the same way that leprosy separated people, a le- separated a leper from his family, sin also separates us from God. Maybe that leprosy tonight, for some of you it could be pornography. Could be some habits that you're struggling with. Maybe that leprosy is rejection. Maybe there is, maybe somebody did something really bad to you a number of years ago or last week and something has got a hold of your heart and you're angry inside. Friend, that anger is like a leprosy that will start to eat away at your soul. So here we have man, this, this man that God created, wanted to have a relationship with. But we've got this issue of sin, that sin separates us from God. But God had a plan to bring you and I back into relationship with him. I believe he's got three stages to that plan. Very, very basic. First thing he did was he, in the Old Testament, he, he, he set aside priests. He ordained priests that would stand in the gap on behalf of, 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 of man and God, that could connect man and God. A priest's job was to, to, to bring sin offerings and and, and, and to take the sin of a person and bring it before God. So a priest's role was to connect and to join the gap between man and God. So the only way that you could get to God or get right with God was working through a priest. And Jesus goes on to say, after he, 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 he touched the man, he said, oh, I'm willing, be cleansed. And he said, immediately the leprosy left him. And he charged himself to tell no one, but go and, t- to the, um, but go and make an offering uh, for your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. Just quickly in your Bibles, turn over to Leviticus chapter 14. When somebody caught leprosy, the only, way, the only really way they could get healed was if God supernaturally healed their lives. But there was a ritual people had to go through with the priest in order to get cleansed. They couldn't just come to God like you and I can today. They had to go through this massive process. Now look at this. In, chapter 14, in Leviticus chapter 14, verse 4. And it says, Then the priest shall command to take for him who is to be cleansed 
to living in clean birds. Everybody say clean birds. Cedarwood. Everybody say cedarwood. And scarlet and hyssop. Then verse 5 it says, And then the priest shall command one of the birds to be killed in an earthen vessel. Everybody say earthen vessel. Over running water. And as for the living bird, he shall take it, the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyssop, and dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. And then he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is to be cleansed from the leprosy. And then shall pronounce him clean. And then he shall let the living bird loose into the open field. Imagine if you were that bird. <laughs> I'm never going to get caught again. Man, these people here down here, they're crazy. <laughs> but that bird's flying away and he's got blood all over him. He's looking back and saying, what the heck just happened to me down there? My mate, I saw him. He just, they did this weird thing. And man, I'm, I'm never going to get caught again. Man, I'm going to fly so high. I'm never going to get caught again. Friend, you've got to understand that there's this process that the priests had to take a person through to be cleansed. I'm just going to run really quickly through this. You've got to understand that the parallel between what Jesus did and who Jesus was and what the priests did. See, the cedar wood talks about this. I believe the cedar, talks, the cedar wood speaks of the cross. Jesus Christ died on the cross to take away the sins of the world. When John first saw Jesus, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. The cross speaks as a representation of a price, of a sacrifice that was made for you and I. And you've got to take some scarlet. The scarlet speaks of the blood of Jesus Christ. The only thing that can wash you clean tonight is the blood of Jesus Christ. And they're going to take some hyssop. The hyssop was used both for refreshing and a, and a purification. But remember when Jesus was on the cross and he was bleeding, his, 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 he had been beaten and his, there was blood coming off him. He went to the cross. They offered him hyssop, but he refused. Another thing was an earthen vessel. For in Jesus Christ, he was God. He was the Son of God. But he had to come down from heaven and come into an earthen vessel. So the earthen vessel speaks about the body of Jesus Christ that was broken. That contained the bird, the pure bird. And the running water speaks of when the soldier priest, the, the, the soldier put the spear into Jesus' side. The Bible says that that, that blood and water flowed from his side. That represents, represents that Jesus died of a broken heart. So the whole process for cleaning somebody of leprosy, when Jesus saw this man who had leprosy, he looked at him and said, because Jesus knew that he had to walk through this process, that's why he said to, to go and see the high priest. But Jesus knew that he could, he could touch him. And just by the words, and just by his very touch, he could pronounce him clean. Jesus didn't need to go through that whole process. You don't need a process, to, a, a massive big process tonight. 
Jesus didn't need all that because he was all that. Tonight, you have an opportunity to have the the leprosy that's been eating away at your life. Tonight, you have an opportunity to have the sin that's been burdened off your shoulders to be lifted tonight. We were singing before, you're the God of miracles. You're the God that brings healing. You're the God that makes me whole. Tonight, he wants to heal your body. Tonight, he wants to heal your soul. Tonight, he wants to heal your heart. Tonight, he wants to make you whole. See, the Bible says in, in, in Romans chapter 5, verse 18, it says, it says by, one, by one man's sin, we've all sinned. But see, Jesus does something else there. He says, by one act of righteousness, righteousness is available for many. What does righteousness mean? Righteousness means right standing before God. In other words, it's like we're good. There's nothing between us. If you've got a relationship with somebody and it's like, if you've gone to somebody and said, hey man, have we got issues? Yeah, man, we've got issues we need to sort out. Some of you got issues with God that you need to sort out. The issues of sin. Some of you have got stuff that's hiding inside of your heart and it's separated. You may be out the front here worshipping and, and all that. But inside you know that you feel like you're not right with God. See, the thing about righteousness is this. The thing about righteousness, there's nothing that you and I can do to earn right standing with God. There's nothing you can do. If you could do something, if, if you could write out a fat check, if you, could, if you could come to church every week, if you could memorize half the Bible, if you could do all these things, if you could lead a group, if you could, I could do all these, if there was a way that you could earn right standing with God, then Jesus would never have to die. But the Bible says that through one act of righteousness, that act of righteousness was when Jesus gave, he became the scarlet. He became all that. He became a sacrifice for yours and my sins so that you and I could have righteousness. Friend, understand about this righteousness. You cannot earn it. It can only be given. You may be actively involved in the church but not have a relationship with God. There may be some of you here tonight You are active in the church, but the relationship between you and God has got distant. It's because of that little issue called sin. For some of you got leprosy. See, what happened on the cross was this. Jesus became the high priest. So then no longer you and I have to go and do all these rituals anymore. One man took the sins of the world. One man tonight can give you the gift of righteousness. The only person tonight that can heal you of your leprosy. The only person tonight that can make you whole. The only person is Jesus Christ. And it's not just about knowing about Jesus. It's about having a living relationship with him. When was the last time you talked with him? When was the last time you, you talked about the things of your heart that are really hurting? Maybe you're like the, the person with leprosy. 
You're uncertain about how God would think about you. So inside, quite often we try and hide that part of our life that is broken. We try and get clothes to cover it up. And, 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 and some, for some silly reason, we think that God can't see. See, friend, tonight God isn't just interested in the good parts of your life. Tonight he's interested in the messy parts of your life. Tonight he wants to come and touch you. Tonight he wants to heal you of that leprosy that's been burning in your heart. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, it says, Let us come boldly into his presence. Just before that, it says, Since we have a great high priest who has gone before us, who has made the way, let us therefore come boldly into his presence. Pastor Mike talked about talked last Sunday night about walking with God. You can come to church, you can do all the great things, but if you are not walking with God in the private, all those things that you're doing to try and make God happy or to try and please yourself, the Bible calls them our own righteousness is filthy rags. Friend, the righteousness from Jesus Christ, it's a gift. It doesn't matter. I could have built the biggest business in the world, but if I didn't know Jesus, if I never walked with him, if I never had a relationship, if I could never ever come into his presence, my life would be empty. Let us come boldly into his presence. For some of you here tonight, you've got wrong concepts of what God is like. For some of you here tonight, you may be sitting, Pastor Mike talked about this morning, about, about uh, destiny decisions. One of the things he's mentioned, he, he talked about, is some of you are sitting, some of us are sitting on, on, on hurts and, and pain in our life that is, um, that, is, that is creating wrong beliefs about God. Sometimes I think we're, I mean, I, mean, I know who I am. I mean I, I mean, I know the things that I struggle with. I know those, I mean, I've got the little secrets in, in there as well. And I, got, I know God wants to touch these parts as well. Let us come boldly into his presence. Some of you, when we talk about God, when we talk about a Heavenly Father, some of you have got issues with your parents that you've got to put right. Some of you are struggling with your relationship with God because you've got issues with your parents. Some of you are struggling with your relationship with God because you're sitting on stuff that you're not letting go. You tr you, 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 like you've put it into the too hard basket. You're trying all these things to try and make yourself whole. Wear the flash clothes. Whatever. Tonight it's like, it's, it's filthy rags. You've got to understand about this, that God, He can see the leprosy in our heart. And that is the very reason why Jesus Christ died 
for you and I. That is the very, very reason why he shed his, prior, shed his blood on the cross for you and I. It's because he wants you to get open and honest with him tonight. It's because he wants to put his hand on those parts of your life. He doesn't want to have a superficial relationship with you. He wants to know the things that you're struggling with. Friend, you can have utmost confidence in this, that God is not angry with you. Because some of you, I think, we, we, we get into this place sometimes where we make up our own judgment about God. It's like, I don't know, it's, sometimes it's like we, in our own mind, we have like this courtroom and uh, we're both the defendant, we're both the prosecutor, we're both the jury, we're the judge, and we're the executioner as well. I mean, forget God, forget Jesus. I mean, we're, I mean that's us. And I think sometimes we try and put ourselves in God's shoes and say, well, if I was God, I'd take me out. If I was God, I'd punish me. But friend, you're not God. <laughs> you got to understand this, that God is a God of love. And it doesn't matter how far you've fallen. It doesn't matter how messy you are tonight. It doesn't matter what you're trying to hide. The Bible says, let us come boldly. Since you and I, because you, when you have a relationship, when you invite Jesus Christ into your life, what you get, you get a gift. And that gift is called a gift of righteousness. That means when you have a relationship with God, when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that you and God are good. See, righteousness is not just a gift, but it's also a path that we walk down. It's like salvation. You, when you receive Jesus, we're saved. But then there's the process that we have to walk our salvation out. And then when Jesus comes again, we'll be saved. It's the same with righteousness. When you invite Jesus, when you have a real relationship with Jesus, when you allow him to touch those parts of your life, that is a real relationship. When you allow him to do that, he gives you this robe, and that robe is called a robe of righteousness. So when you come into the presence of God, when you want to walk with God, because of the relationship you have with Jesus, he puts this robe on you, and that robe makes you righteous. That gives you right standing before God. That means that you can come to the very throne of God with absolutely no fear. You can come boldly, unashamed, washed as white as snow. But quite often, man, we just... Jesus puts that robe of righteousness on us and we feel, still feel so dirty that we take it off. And... But also righteousness is a path that we've got to walk down. The Bible says in, in the 23rd Psalm that he leads us down the path of righteousness. See, Jesus knows that you struggled with that pornography. Jesus knows that you're struggling with that addiction. But because of a relationship, he gives you a robe. He says, here, have this righteousness. You wear this. And while you're wearing this, we can work this stuff out along the way. I know there's some addictions. There's some offenses you've got to work out. But in the meantime, have this robe. 
See, life is a journey. And all through our life, we will be faced with the issue of sin. But that's why we have a relationship with Jesus. It's why he says, come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain mercy in our time of need. Why? Because we need both those two things. We need grace upon our lives and we need the mercy of God. The Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. So God tonight is not interested whether you sing the loudest, whether you jump the highest, whether you look the best. He is interested in the part of you that's messy. And it says, when Jesus saw the man, he said, I am willing. And he reached out his hand and he touched the man on the place that gave him the most shame. He touched the place that gave him the most disgrace. He touched the place of rejection. And immediately the man was made whole. Tonight, why don't you let him touch that place in your life that is causing you shame? Why don't you allow him to touch that part of your life that is bringing you disgrace and pain? He's willing. If you could do it for the lepers, baby, do it for you tonight. You've just got to let him. Maybe you're here tonight and you're sitting on offences. Maybe you're sitting on hurts that are creating wrong beliefs about God. Have you got a a leprosy in your life tonight that is eating you away? Maybe trying to cover it. Maybe it's just a small spot. Maybe it's starting to spread into different parts of your life. Tonight, Jesus is here and he's willing to touch you. Maybe you're here tonight and you've never, ever received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You'll be carrying this burden of sin upon your life. You may have tried alcohol, drugs, whatever, to try and get rid of that thing, but it's still jolly there. Ah. The only one that can lift that is Jesus. He's the only one that can heal us and make us whole. Tonight, have you received him? If you've never invited Jesus Christ into your life, I want to give you an opportunity in a couple of minutes to do that. And tonight, if you've got that leprosy in your heart, I want to give you an opportunity to acknowledge that before the Lord.